Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. At least he didn't call it your little music career. Or or use quotation marks in the air. Like my my dad does when he introduces me. He's like, this is my son, the actor. And I'm like, well, thanks. Thanks, Dad. You have to technically make money. Right. Right. All right. All right. So welcome to uh, the Daddy Therapy (laughs) podcast. Hey, everybody. It's it's time for another uh, marvelous... Oh, I see what oh, you God. did there. Podcast. I don't get it. Wow. <laughs> I need therapy for that. <laughs> we are here to talk about Spidey-Man. Woo! <laughs> wow. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Coordinated woos. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man Far From Home in theaters right now getting mm-hmm. uh, high marks mm-hmm. in, from your Rotten Tomatoes uh, compilation of uh, critics and such. But what uh, you're probably wondering, what do four white guys think about it? Mm, uh, yes. Yeah. So Who isn't? This is what this podcast is about. I welcome today a... Wait, this podcast Podcast is about four white guys. Yes, it oh. is now. That's the new name. Okay. Four white guys and a girl in a pizza place, and uh. their and their dads. Uh, 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 no, uh, we have talented singer, songwriter, musician, the band Noaru, also his own solo stuff, as well as the host of his own podcast about Texas called Lone Star. No, uh, well, fair sorry, enough. what? That's the other uh, twelve Lone Star podcasts. Oh, I'm sorry. I haven't. I'm. I'm. I'm not a fan. I haven't listened yet. <laughs> Fair enough. No. Uh, you know, our feed says as much as well. So <laughs> yes. No. Actually, Lone Star podcast, which is uh, they review the garbage culture out there, so you don't have to. Mm. It is Alexander Morgan. Everybody. Hello, hey. fans, friends, and monkeys alike. Hi, wow. Alex. There you go. <laughs> also, writer, producer, TV maven, educator, mm. uh, amongst many other things. Trey Calloway is here everyone hi everybody and uh, actor thespian man about town raconteur general curmudgeon yes chris the mcgann mcgann general hi. curmudgeon is this a hint that you're going to be the uh, naysayer in no, the group no 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 trace here i'm, I'm, no. I'm, 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 I'm gonna be a good guy on this podcast no no <laughs> Uh, I should mention we haven't. Uh, was Trey here for uh, Endgame? I was not. No. Okay, so I missed that one. Right. I was here for Infinity Wars. No, you weren't. I wasn't. No, you did. Which a, one was I here for did. that I was hateful? Yeah, of? You just had you, a lot to say, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. you had. You had. No, it uh, was. It was. Uh, it no, was, he it, had an after the fact complaint about uh, uh, Infinity War. Uh, so I yeah, we you were here for. I guess I, I wasn't here, but then I chimed in later. I yeah, thought, we. Yeah, I we I didn't. You specifically saying you were upset because the deaths didn't mean anything. I, I, I did say that. Uh, well, it it actually is a good lead-in because clearly the deaths mean something in this movie, yeah. Spider-Man: Far mm-hmm. From Home. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I went in a little trepidatious about was that uh, I loved the first. 
<sighs> the first homecoming. new Spider-Man. Homecoming. Yeah, homecoming. okay, let's call yeah. it that. Spider-Man: <laughs> Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tobey Maguire. It was no, 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 <laughs> not going that far. That, that far back. Um, I I loved that one because it was such a palate cleanser after the death and destruction yeah, yeah. of mm-hmm. uh, Infinity War. And it, we right is that the right timeline? Am I going in the right direction sure. there? Sure. No, anyway, Civil, Civil War. Civil War. I think I don't it came know. out after Civil War. Well, it came out at a time where we needed right. lightness, yes, definitely. and it was a, a great self-contained story that didn't rely on the rest of the universe mm-hmm. completely, even though it had touches of it. Yeah. Uh, and oh, that's right. It came. Yeah, it had to have been it like came right after, after Civil, Civil War. War. There because, might have been one more movie that's after where he was introduced. Like, yeah. Uh, anyway, my point is, uh, <laughs> it was a nice respite to have kind of a self-contained story and the reason i liked that is the reason i was a little worried about this one because it was clearly coming on the heels of this massive end of a saga Mm -hmm. and how important was it that that was part of the story Mm -hmm. and i will say initially only kind of i mean it was a presence but yeah. I, I, it didn't seem to overwhelm it. Let's just get quick reactions. And by the way, this is the non-spoiler section. Right. We will very quickly just get reactions, and then we'll get into spoilers and give you plenty of warning, and the klaxon alarm will go off <laughs> to wake you up. Uh, Alex, think, won't they feel it in their spidey sense? Yeah. Uh, spidey tingles. Peter Peter Tingle. All right. Spoiler alert. There. That's a, that's a common joke <laughs> in the thing. That's great. I actually kind of like that. Uh, mm. Alex Morgan. That's weird. <laughs> Father. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot to mention he's my son. Uh, we saw this together, sat next to each other, had a blast together, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you enjoy it? I did. I actually, uh, I mean, this is a short quip, right? Yes. I very much enjoyed it. Uh, more than I thought uh, Trey, I would. Trey, what did... No, <laughs> no go ahead. Period. No, I mean... Uh... <laughs> No, did you have a further thought? I, funny enough, have no other thoughts about it. Oh, okay, That's it, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, I also saw the film with my oldest son, and we both loved it. Yeah, excellent. Oh, we are keeping it short. Chris, yeah. yes. I saw the film with no one I was related to, uh, <laughs> and uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought there were a lot of great moments yes. in an okay movie. All right. There we go. Oh, just okay. All yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of great moments. A lot uh, of great moments. I thought it was better than okay, and the things I am going to be picky about, uh, I also kind of reminded myself, oh, this feels very much like a Spider-Man comic. There yes. are mm-hmm. the, the things that I mm-hmm. could quibble with. Very much happened in the era of Spider-Man comics that I would uh, read, because if you spend a whole lot of time trying to think in terms of logic and scientific logic and tech logic, you are going to poke holes all throughout right. the, especially yeah, yeah, uh, the yeah. villain. Right, Here, right. Uh, let's just talk about some of the things we liked and didn't like. I liked Jake Gyllenhaal, yes. and I liked the villain. Another thing I was a little concerned about is because we've already kind of gone through the Spider-Man classic villains, at least uh, in the early iterations right. of, of mm-hmm. the Spider-Man movies, going back to Tobey Maguire. And in my own mind, I was thinking, I just would like to get to a Doc Ock again. I would like right. to get to a, a Hobgoblin mm-hmm. again. Instead and, of auxiliary mm-hmm. villain from, like, butt face, yeah. farts yeah, in your yeah. face. Because they are starting Although to... I'd watch that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hoping they're bringing in Stiltman for the third one. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, but I, I, I enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. thought uh, we have to kind of uh, tiptoe around this, but the villain that eventually revealed himself, um, I, I, I liked that the stakes were relatively low. There was still 
a threat to the world mm-hmm. um, at at some point, but ultimately it was again a relatively self contained story within the universe of of Peter and his world. And uh, you know, you had some thoughts. Uh, Trey, well, no, about- I mean, one of the things that I'm most overwhelmed with joy about right now is that I don't have to be the negative Nelly in this podcast. And that's <laughs> that's McGann. It's clearly, that's his role it's this time. The curmudgeon. I love yeah. that it's a rotating role. By he's the way, he's relaxed right? into his seat. Yeah, he really is. Um, <laughs> uh, I one of the things that I would say in the non-spoiler category about this film is that it is the first Marvel movie I have seen, maybe ever. That didn't feel like it needed forty five minutes cut out of it. Yeah, and and, and maybe that's you know I've said this before. I've made this qualification before. Maybe I've been working in TV too long, but I, I do think it is a cornerstone of most of the Marvel fare. And I don't know whether it has to do with VFX budgets and having to justify multiple teams of effects uh, houses, but like it always feels too long. It always overstays its welcome. Yeah, in my opinion, by about thirty to forty five minutes. This one, I was on for the ride. I never got tired of it. It was paced perfectly, and it was when it was time to be done, it was done. Mm-hmm. And when the inevitable big battle comes at the end, which yeah. is by no means a spoiler, right? Uh, it came at the right time, yep. and it felt about the right length yeah, and yeah. and didn't uh didn't pull a rug out from under us with another like additional battle right. because they mm-hmm. felt like they had to right. mm-hmm. and getting us there like there i think it's the script's even aware of it because there's a line that's like so that's all the explanation you need like yeah, yep like exactly we, like, you guys are used to lying aren't you and like they snip, just snip, move snip, on snip. Yep, exactly yeah <laughs> and i think it helps because that it is somewhat Self-contained again, right? Uh, in in storyline with with just references to previous events. Um, also, uh, one th- interesting thing about the way it was plotted is that there is a point where it feels like it's wrapping up yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yes. by design, right? And clearly doesn't. And, right. it, and yeah. there is something that it does have to. But that didn't feel false or forced. By that time, I certainly was sitting there in the movie going, "Yeah, this ain't done yet." Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, what, any particular thing about the movie that you liked the most, Alex? Um, I think exactly that. I, there was some, because I think, I, I guess I just was too gullible and bought right into it. Because I even turned to you and I was like, isn't that guy a bad guy? And you <laughs> lied to my face. And I'm like, no. Good. Just <laughs> like any father should. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, it had like the whole, I heard this term earlier and it's usually in reference to, to video games, but, uh, they had like the whole chasing the MacGuffin thing where it's like there's like the elementals, you have to kill the four elemental, oh, this is, no, that, I mean, that's into trailers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, that sort of, like, hero's plot thing sort of, like, sets us up for that drop into the real plot mm-hmm, point. Right. And I found that, um, th- though clearly divisive, like, really satisfying for that little contained story. Yeah. Um, so I think that whole switch and, like, the stakes sort of secretly rising at that moment felt very satisfying to me. And also just the Peter Parker story, I think they did stay true to the idea that this is... A teen, mm-hmm. um, or, yes. or a, a, an older teen, yeah, going yeah. through what a person of that age does, and it, and it is the thing that's always been good about the character, which they, you know, dipped into a little with the old Toby Toby McGuire series, uh, with you know, with great power comes great responsibility, yeah, yeah, crap. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> but they they're really digging into the idea that this is a young man who, uh, uh, m- like most young men of that age have ambition to be grown up 
But when they're actually faced with the re- reality of being a grown up, there are consequences that come with that. And, yeah, I, I think we're look, we're just avocational film critics here. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, I read uh, it was it's Ty Burr from uh, from the Boston Globe, who, right. who I thought very aptly described this film as um not really a superhero movie, but actually a wholesome teen comedy disguised as a superhero movie. Yeah. And and I that's what I really liked about it. Yeah. Uh, because it was true to that Peter Parker experience. This is the new uh, version of Zapped. Yeah. <laughs> Zapped 2. That is a reference that I hope people get. That only these four white guys in this room. <laughs> and I only get because it's a reference in another podcast that I've listened to. Uh, there, you nice, nice. there you go. Well, I, I want to just climb on that too and say specifically like painfully slow. So this was uh, painfully so this was a teen like story mm. uh, because I remember – Oh, and this killed me during this whole movie. Uh, I remember going to Europe with a girl that I really liked in high school, oh, no. uh-huh. and uh, uh, having a whole plan to like tell her that I liked her, and buying her a necklace in Italy, not in oh, uh, Venice, God. in in Rome, in Rome. So it, it was slightly different, but like the whole Whoa. time, I'm like, oh God, oh God, was I this stupid? I was this stupid. <laughs> oh, oh God! But then, then during the movie, did you? Do the Spider-Man hand thing just to make sure that you weren't Peter Parker. Yeah, I mean, I, I checked a couple of times. I was like, "Hang on, do I remember a giant fire monster?" <laughs> I mean, I had some weird dreams, so maybe I don't know. Maybe but it was in the like, multiverse. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I was right. just there was a lot of it that I was like, "Oh no, coffee Young Chris was so mic. stupid." Is, <laughs> is this what made you a curmudgeon? curmudgeon no, about no, it no, might no. be. I no, think no, if no. we're being honest with ourselves, <laughs> Freud would say. Wait, about this movie or just in general? Because yes, in general. Uh, 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 but yeah, there was uh, it, there was a lot of that that I I could really relate to. Is I guess what I'm saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that they have nailed in both of the Spider-Man movies mm-hmm. is that there is a sense of th- that these are real, you know, that age kind of emotions, yeah. emotionality going on uh, that mm-hmm. that we can even as uh, those of us who are like super old like me um, can still remember or even kind of you know a throwback to something is like oh god I was that awkward and that like every all the stakes seem so much higher and that's kind of what's interesting is that this guy is, is a superhero he has bitch he's been in space uh, yeah. <laughs> he has seen some crazy shit mm-hmm. um, but yeah. the most important thing to him is about connecting with this girl so anyway i would just say to to, i mean i bonded with him as a character a little bit uh if only because uh, i i appreciated that he wanted a break from it all yes oh yes right so whatever spandex fatigue i was suffering going into the film like i I was like oh yeah i'm with you you need a break from this too and and (laughs) yeah yeah actually i like that it's funny because one of our uh, regular snarkers jason kelly uh emailed me back in response to this podcast saying i'm marveled out man yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. get back to me in a bit and i'm like know it too this actually was again a a great palate cleanser Mm -hmm. at the right time Mm -hmm. so Kudos to Marvel for that. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Let us move on now to, uh, here is the uh, klaxon alarm. So that uh, McGann can uh, cur his mudgeon all over the place. <laughs> oh, is that even a thing? Oh, yeah. no. It is now. Ooh, I'm going to go need, home and cur my mudgeon oh, We need some wet wipes some in the studio. Peter tingles on the other side of the room. Now we can <laughs> dig into both good and bad, uh, but get, be a little more specific. I will start and, and get uh, a little more specific about the idea that uh, Tony Stark was such a presence in mm. this, which, again, hmm. was a little bit of a fear of mine uh, because I, I didn't want it to rely so much on previous events, but knew that was going to be unavoidable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, How they folded that in, in various ways, for one, it's... uh, the the in memoriam video at yeah, the very yeah. beginning that was so good is cool. fantastic. Yes. Uh, it was immediately I was like this was made by kids. This is kind of a great. Uh, this is so perfect, and they used the use of Whitney Houston's uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well Whitney Houston's version of I will I always love you mm-hmm. uh, over even over the Marvel the logo logo yeah. at the beginning was fantastic, and the fact that. He was this kind of fallen hero, and uh, his presence is everywhere, even on their trip. He's just kind of hovering. He was a father figure, mm-hmm. which Peter hasn't had in mm-hmm, a bit, mm-hmm. and uh, how that played into later his relationship with Quentin Beck, who is uh, Mysterio. <laughs> um, it was nice of, the way they use Favreau, too, as connective tissue. Yeah, for, yeah exactly. Totally. Yeah. Actually, yes, I thought I, I, his further development with how they he, almost more like a big brother or the, yeah. or the uh, puffy uncle. Puffy uncle. Uh, <laughs> so all those things, all those fears I went into this movie with in terms of just like, I just want it to be its own adventure. Uh, I got that, and I still got a little connectivity that didn't feel like it was overwhelming. Goods and bads, spoiler edition, who wants to go? I would say that um, professional issues aside, uh, which I can't really discuss after signing a Marvel NDA of my own. Dropping that. I yeah. loved okay. getting... Well, no, I signed, signed something with Marvel, it's too. Fine. No, I'm, I'm just subscribing <laughs> to a couple of new comics. I will tell you the story when the mics are off. Um, at any rate, uh, I really, really, really loved getting to see Mysterio. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I loved... See, I have no relationship with Mysterio. Uh, he's one of my favorite villains. Really? Uh, and, I, and, and I think part of that is because of the period that he was first launched in. And, and so I loved that they sort of held on to some of those retro elements. Can you guys The bubble give us... helmet and the green yeah. smoke yeah. and all that stuff was yeah. just very, yeah. uh, very cool. And Can you give us some background on his uh, appearances? Yeah, go, Chris. <laughs> uh, I mean, 
mean, and right. now it's time I'm actually, for Nerd Corner. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I, I think they did a pretty good job of establishing him in the in the Marvel universe, kind of too true to his origins, right? Mm-hmm. He was a disgraced stuntman who got brought down as a uh, in in crime and had had been using his stunts and illusions to um, make himself look like a hero, and he got brought down by another by Spider Man by Daredevil by I'm. I think he was introduced in Spider-Man, but yeah. Daredevil had yeah, something to do with it. I think Daredevil was a big part of it. Uh, and uh, uh, and then turned himself into a life of, of revenge upon Spider-Man for like ending his illustrious career. Right. Yet with um, a 21st century holographic yeah. hallucinogenic spin, yeah. uh, yes, right. which was super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Those those sequences are, are uh, arresting really and uh, and kind of amazing yeah, to watch. Yeah. That was one of my favorite moments was that like crazy acid trip moment of where like like yeah. not knowing exactly where reality fell. Like not only did that was that clearly like the point for Peter Parker, but like I was like where are we? Yeah. Where, where where's uh, yeah. Ground which, Zero here? Which, by the way, I think in large part is due to the way the director gave you these POV moments from yes. Peter Parker. Yeah, uh, that were you Peter Parker POV. Yeah, Ooh. there we go. Um, uh, which <laughs> Peter really Parker like picked a POV. <laughs> but even just some of the metaphorical things, like the snow globe motif, yeah. Yeah. and like yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of those things are really well thought out. I mm-hmm. thought, and like these kind of like. Um, really wonderful hippie images. That yeah, <laughs> it, showed, it showed a weirdly specific of Mysterio's understanding of who Spider-Man like was and could be, like the, the mm-hmm. motifs. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like it's uh, it was it was really well, trippy, and the illusions were great. And, and that's also one of those things where, in the moment, I was like, "Oh, this is crazy! This is wild! How could he have possibly right. programmed right. this in the amount of time?" He right, had that's to a good get point. There. <laughs> Unless his technology is so intuitive that there's some AI going on where they're going, "Oh, we know what to do." Yeah, that checks uh, out. They've been in, uh, you know, Peter's head. Uh, you know, he had a, he had Stark's glasses on for forty seconds, so he su- sucked his memories out of there. But again, <laughs> that was one of those moments, and maybe right. that's an issue. That one of the things we'll just put it out there: the ability that Mysterio and uh, uh, Quentin Beck has to kind of build this thing and make it so realistic is is like ridiculous I mean, yeah. it's just kind of like I, uh, even though they explain it well with the with the drones and yeah, the right. and the choreographed destruction and that sort of thing there are so many things that could go wrong with that and that is where i had to kind of step into the this is a truly right. comic book story yeah. yes that's right. maybe not aimed for the analytical intellectual yeah right. uh, not type. at all yeah. not they, at they all. did themselves a disservice by picking up that piece of the projector and be like wow it's so real it's like clearly this is not the same like depth of reality that's going on right yeah, right. yeah. yeah. but I, still but, a, a modern day spin on smoke and mirrors exactly yeah. Right. Yeah. but was I, that your issue no no, no i just i i you know trey said it was perfectly paced for me i guess there was an expectation that one of two things was going to happen either we were going to get to the end of this movie and mysterio and mysterio was going to be a hero the whole time and we were going to set up a, a, a spider-man back to my house i guess would be the third one <laughs> um, where where no, spider stuck in custody right. <laughs> uh, so we were going to get to the end and mysterio was going to be revealed as a villain like right at the end mm-hmm. um yeah and uh, we were going to see like a setup for the Sinister Six, um, or oh, okay. here he goes. Or we were going <laughs> to, or the reveal was going to happen, and the fight with Mysterio was going to happen. And so, like, I was because I knew he was a villain because I figured I didn't think they would leave it as a as a yeah. as a like cliffhanger thing. I was just like, let's get to the reveal, let's get to the reveal, let's get to the turn. There was a. Um, 
I, I've always had kind of an, an issue with Flash, so some of his presence seemed weird to me mm-hmm. um, in the in the MCU. He was anyway. Uh, so there were just like some weird <laughs> no, go there, some, man. Like, weird pacing issues for me where I was like. I was like, all right, I know this is coming. Because, like, because of your knowledge right. of, of Mysterio. Of right. the, that of, makes perfect of, sense because I felt the same way. Uh, admittedly, like, you know that he is duplicitous. Right, right. Uh, and so although I thought Gyllenhaal played it really well, I was, I was nervous because when he first popped up, all I could think about was Okja. All I could oh, think about God. was one yeah. one of the most oh, broad, over the top performances yeah. I've ever seen that in my was, life. That was absolutely and ridiculous. And so I was like, "Oh God, please don't do that." But then I thought he played the duplicity yeah. really nicely, I, I except agree. that, like you, I knew I I didn't trust it. Right. Yeah. Right? But see, I yeah. think that that uh, partly because of your knowledge of canon right. and and knowing where it, it was likely to go, and I was just vaguely aware of that fact. Mm-hmm. So when Alex, when I lied to his face, basically, <laughs> and, and I don't think I said no. I said I think I shrugged and went, nah, uh, which is trying to be <laughs> yeah. as noncommittal I'm a bad as possible. <laughs> again, literally what you said. Again, I don't know. again <laughs> you reading into yeah. my. Uh, Should we uh, leave the two of you alone? Yeah, <laughs> Remember, this is the this is the working out daddy issues yeah, podcast right. <laughs> disguised as a pop culture podcast. Uh, um, I feel like there's an audience for that. You should just shift gears entirely. And make probably it a, a fortunately yeah. large audience. For that. <laughs> um, I thought that the performance and the way it was, I, I actually, to his credit, I think Hall's performance was exactly that. I think he was doing exactly what. Uh, people who know the character were, was expecting. Right. I was kind of somewhere in the middle, and Alex was uh, somewhat oblivious to, to yeah. where it was headed. Mm-hmm. But he played it in in a way, uh, in my thinking, was he, he's way too sympathetic. He's yeah, way yeah, too yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. But, but not way, but, but in a nuanced way. Because if you bought into his... Uh, openness and 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 warmth to Peter right away. Then you're like, oh, this is there. Maybe they're going to be like a, the team. He's, right. Is he going to be an Avenger one right. day? Whatever. Yeah. Um, but and, there's something interesting about that adult versus teenager divide, where mm-hmm. maybe the older you get, the more suspicious you are, the more yeah. informed yeah. you have become, yeah. right. and then you know, the younger you like Peter Parker's clearly someone in need of reassurance right. Right. and. Mm-hmm. I, I just uh, I, just to his credit, I thought Hall's performance was that great fine line of he was um, w- warm and welcoming, mm-hmm. and he he portrayed a good guy mm-hmm. duplicitously mm-hmm. in a yeah. great way. I yeah. thought I, I thought that was a nuanced performance. I, I thought, the only, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Look. The only thing that bummed me out was the whole like Ocean's Eleven scene reveal after that, where like it's like everyone who's involved had the little like moment, and for some reason that felt really oh the crew, the yeah. crew, the, yeah, that yeah. felt mm-hmm. kind of forced to me. I mean, I get it. Nobody, reveal. no actor thanks their crew. That's that's exactly what I mean. That's just cold but true. (laughs) I think think that was an attempt to say this wasn't some mastermind that did everything himself. You know, Mm -hmm. they were trying to ground it a little bit in reality that this is that. And and I also like the fact that there uh, another you know element of bringing Stark into this is that. Reminding you that as much as he was uh, like this whole in memoriam thing at the beginning and that he was elevated to this, you know, these great heights right. and will be remembered as this martyr, right. um, he he, ha- he pissed jerk. people off yeah. and he was kind of a jerk and mm-hmm. he rubbed people the wrong way in mm-hmm. a in a very you know big way to the point where it's put some people over the edge. So yeah. um, my yeah. other. Sorry, my other thing, I was thinking about the, the t- pacing thing, and I guess this isn't a pacing thing so much as a tone thing. Mm. Uh, Homecoming, 
for me is such a I don't know if perfect movie is the right word, but it's such a great movie from from tip to tail. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Keaton, I think, is one of the most threatening mm-hmm. bad guys in the Marvel Marvel universe mm-hmm. uh, because there there is a real sense of like this is a man who will kill anyone who gets in his way right. in, in a way that I don't think you see from like a lot of the other villains. Mm-hmm. Um, Mysterio, even with a gun to Peter's head, didn't feel as threatening to me. Right. Um, mm-hmm. There's and there was just like inconsistent tone stuff. For, I, tone may not be the right word. There's just inconsistencies. There are so many great highlight moments for for me in this. So many great laugh moments. So many great touching moments. Mm-hmm. The scene with Happy in the airplane was like so touching. The 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 blip back basketball game footage was so funny. <laughs> um, that that in between those like really great moments, I was just kind of like, okay, yeah. like like we're moving. Look, no, yeah. I think if we compare it to uh, Homecoming, uh, Homecoming really was incredibly well-crafted. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alex and I were talking about that as we walked out because I was so happy with that movie because of everything it did right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, you're right, I think Michael Keaton's villain in that was exactly what I needed at that time, which right. is just this guy who gets pissed off and has the tech and then just goes after him. And it's a one-on-one battle. And that climatic battle at the end of Homecoming, I was absolutely caught up in. I mean, I was yeah, really right, concerned right. for right. a character yeah. that I knew was going to survive because right. he had to be in the next movie. Right. And it was a, like a great victory when he was able to come out of that carnage, that pile yeah. of whatever mm-hmm. he came out of. I still of. feel that when I go back and watch yeah. Homecoming. I'm still like, ugh. So ugh. yeah, so this suffered, I mean, if it suffered from sequelitis a little bit, I, I get that because we, we can't help but compare it right. to that previous movie. Sure. Right. Um, I still ultimately found it very satisfying even with and i agree with everything you're saying i think i just kind of came out of it i go into these things with pretty lowered expectations even (laughs) now even now i really actually this is one i was really worried about like for all Mm -hmm. the reasons i said at the top it was like are they gonna start to i just didn't know i couldn't could i couldn't feel it and I was so happy with the adventure I went on. Right. I was also very happy with the consistent relationship dynamics that are at the heart mm-hmm. of it. I mean, yeah. for, for one thing, obviously, uh, there's the there is the Tom Holland Zendaya, you know, uh, of it all. But also the just being able to see, uh, you know, Marissa Tomei and and Favreau and their sort of relationship. Uh, Arc and uh, I was I was amused uh, by the Ned and Betty of it all, which Ned. began and ended <laughs> equally abruptly, um, which was fun to, to see. And, and they just I, I like the way they just kept those dynamics yeah. bubbling underneath all of it. Yeah, yeah. I liked the use of uh, for for those of us who were music fans in the room, which is all of us. Uh, the the sort of Euro the kitschy Euro pop. Yeah. Source tracks yes. that were yes. that were placed throughout, and I and I yeah. liked my my pal Jacino's score was uh, was also strong in this one. Yeah, yeah, that definitely uh, stuck out to me too. So musically, it kept uh, kept my attention too. Yeah, Let, yeah let's sure. uh, let's begin to wrap up here. And one of the things I want to do is talk about what is set up with the end credit sequences. There are two, oh my God. Um, <laughs> oh. and clearly, and one of the things uh, in 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 Peter's uh, in credit sequence is basically a reboot, right? A yeah. suggestion, mm-hmm. right? Which may circle back around to one of the comments I made earlier is, well, we see J. Jonah Jameson, and yeah. he is now a, a vlog commentator yep. who uh, all uh, it looks like along the lines of 
who's the guy um, that the very incendiary oh, uh, uh, Alex, Alex Jones, Jones. yes yeah. <laughs> An, a, a, a slightly milder Alex yeah. Jones <laughs> kind of version <laughs> of that uh, I didn't mind that that's J.K. Simmons in there it was a, a great little cameo oh, but it, it, it you didn't it. like it I oh, know I loved it oh, so you much good. like I you it, had that curmudgeon face I yeah, can't tell no, no, anymore it's, it's the beard it's a, it's a neutral face that's that's my neutral face is curmudgeon uh, I've got resting curmudgeon no I loved it like fully everyone in the th- everyone in the theater like jumped and screamed because yeah. yeah. there is no one better to play J. Jonah Jameson than so does than, this uh, possibly mean that now they can circle back and they can bring us Doc Ock again yeah. right yeah. I yeah. think so is it right think, yeah I think that's can they bring us the Hobgoblin yeah, sure. and the Green Goblin yeah. uh, or both yeah. <laughs> uh, does, uh, and, and clearly it sets up the new era for Peter which is he's been exposed he's outed and, yeah. and yeah. is he uh, is he a bad guy or a good guy? Mm-hmm. And then right. there's that MJ's whole at risk and... duality that yeah, he has yeah. to right. deal with. Uh, yeah, and and his family's uh, MJ's at risk, Aunt May is at risk. Yeah. Everybody knows he I was. Kinda, he I was a reluctant. Yeah, no, he was a reluctant hero, and moving forward, he'll be a reluctant villain. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what do we think of the very end tag scene? Uh, <sighs> what the hell? Dude? <laughs> well, see, here's the problem: you haven't seen Captain Marvel. I guess that's true. I haven't either, yeah. so I may Maybe be in the why same I felt spot. So out of left field, yeah. it, <laughs> it means nothing to you yeah. if you haven't, because literally, it's one of the few Marvel movies that have been out that have a lot of elements in it that have been in none of the other movies. Uh, so if you haven't seen Captain Marvel, you really don't know what's going right. on. Right, right, in that one. Do you I want to explain s- it, McGann? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, at the end of Captain Marvel, the uh, Carol took the scrolls into space to find a new planet and. She had a relationship with Fury, and it looks like that's she. She took him there as part of a vacation thing. So, like <laughs> yeah. for me, it's it seems like what they're saying is, and who knows if this is a red herring early on that the second phase. Now I'm trying to remember how Marvel structured everything. The second <laughs> uh, saga that will start with right. the fourth phase of Marvel movies. Oh, Jesus, uh, I know, right? Um, <laughs> is going to be the secret. Invasion. We're going to post the Vin, uh, not the Vin. We're going to cho- post the uh, graph. Yeah, the it's going to be chart the, up on the Guardians thing. Uh, no, no, okay, no, no. I mean, no. it's a it's a whole <laughs> it's... world. It was an Avengers crossover. Was was Secret Invasion where the oh. Skrulls had come to Earth and right. had replaced like Jarvis when he was a human butler oh, and not a robot. Gotcha. This and, sounds familiar. Yeah, and so I, it seems like that's what they're teeing up. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That, that that will be the next big storyline, which is kind of a bummer because there's so much stuff they could have done with Kang and uh, Adam Warlock and whatever. But who knows? That might be that might be full on red herring. Well, Adam Warlock, yeah. uh, it, it's suggested, should be Guardians three, right? Uh, probably, hopefully, yeah. yeah, hopefully. All right, um, yeah. But I, I think, and then they even also, in your hope, you're curmudgeon. Yeah, I know, right? Curmudgeonly, <laughs> it's just me again. But, it's not I've, me this time. That's all I'm happy about. <laughs> I walked out of smiley. I'm so, so happy right now. <laughs> I'm gonna I float out of this room. And as soon as you said Trey, I was like, nice. It's nice for me to not be the bad guy. And, uh, and uh, here I am, here I am, just Sorry. sliding back into my role. Um, any, uh, any other hopes for this character going forward? Uh, I, for one, hope that Tom Holland has the part locked up for life. I want to see him grow with the part. Yes. I can't, uh, we haven't mentioned him really at all during this, mm. and that's because I... I gave him such praise on the first one i think that he's just i mean he's the guy he's, yeah he's the guy he, he's nailing it yeah. and I, I i couldn't be happier with the way the yep. character is being portrayed he's, he's the hugh jackman of spider-man oh, there you go <laughs> wow i mean 
It's good. That's, I mean, that's that. You know, yeah. You know what? Indelibly, right. yeah. For better or worse, he's yeah. got it. Yeah. Which we were talking about. How are they gonna? Uh, this is a tangent. How are they gonna pass the torch for for the for X Men and for Wolverine? Is there gonna I, be a baby Wolverine? I'm excited to see what they do with okay. with, with the X Men and, and the Fantastic Four and Roland. You take the, the claws yeah. now. Well, there's a question for for you for if because I am a I love the X Men yeah. and I, and what it's become is just so depressing. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. last movie was such a bomb mm-hmm. that it's barely even a blip nobody even has thought about it do they if they're going to bring x-men into our new marvel universe do they reboot those classic characters or do they come in at a different era do you think because is hugh jackman so linked to wolverine that do we need to see wolverine again I don't. Probably, I don't ever post Logan. I, I don't ever need to see Wolverine again. Yeah, I, I think that's a mistake. Yeah, right? I would agree yeah. with that. But, so, at what era can they come in? I mean, there's a lot of eras that there's a lot of eras that took Wolverine out of it. I mean, after right. Logan, the the comics killed him off at about the same time, maybe right. a little bit before. Right. And kind of specifically for that, they reached a Wolverine fatigue where books weren't selling if Wolverine wasn't in them. Yeah. Uh, and wow. I, I think there's a lot of classic. X Men characters that aren't Wolverine that I could I could like frankly uh, I mean Cyclops Jean Grey Iceman yeah. your your classic five yeah. uh, Dazzler gets a lot of weird like screen time and and even if people don't know who she is like as soon as they see her in a recognizable way they'd be like oh yeah that's Dazzler. who would you like to see then I would love them to roll Deadpool and Cable in uh, oh. in as as is I want to see what they do with X twenty three now that they introduced her in Logan I wouldn't be mad about a new like Hellfire Club kind of situation because right. we need a new White Queen January Jones did not do anything for me and Sebastian Shaw was a waste and uh, <laughs> all kind of like all of those sixties villains that they killed off in right. the first class um, we we could. Yeah, boy, all of those talk about a blip um, by the way <laughs> thank god thank god you have chris mcgann on this podcast yeah, yeah, i just yeah, want to yeah. say that right now i'm over here going i like the relationship <laughs> dynamics <laughs> and he just made a deep dive yeah. into the mcu there's maybe about 70 percent of that i had no idea who he's talking about <laughs> i will also mention one thing that's kind of floating out there that has yet to see the light of day and if they're smart they'll probably just kill it before it gets anywhere is new mutants which mm. was supposed to have been released yeah. uh, like three Three times now, mm-hmm. and they were trying to make a superpower yeah. teen horror, horror movie film, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it apparently is terrible. I want to see it so bad. They might have reshot the entire thing yeah. by now, and the, the the disappointment there is that New Mutants was a title I loved yep. yeah. when it was what it was. Yep. It was basically X Men Junior, which a bunch of funky kids who were in like second tier. Wasn't that kind of they, the gifted? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. So many other shows and other you know series and other attempts at that sort of thing so they tried to kind of take a complete left turn with it but it was it was a really I loved that book mm-hmm. because yeah. uh, I was an because X-Men you were fan. a new mutant and I was yeah, yeah. yeah. but, but it was also a very inventive book they had some weird artists and some yeah. uh, some great storylines yeah. on there and it was that kind of these are younger people grappling with you know teen issues as well as having superpowers and it, it, it's a good concept if it's executed well and yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. May, they may never come back to yeah. that yeah. I, don't know, I, really, I do I mean, I'm itching to see it I think it's going to be bad but I, I want to see it so bad you want to see it because <laughs> you want to hate it no, so I, bad I don't want to hate it I just want to know what it is like because because even though they may have reshot the whole movie and it's bad I think part of that might be just hero fatigue and expectation yeah. like mm-hmm. because if it is a, a horror movie that centers around mutants and people go oh it's X-Men stuff like I can see them being like this isn't what I wanted, yeah. you know. So I don't know. 
don't know. Okay. I don't know. Well, uh, what's do what's next on the slate? Star uh, Wars. <laughs> well, but Star in the Marvel Wars, yeah. in the Marvel universe, we don't know because now we're kind of in a very big break. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. feels like they're taking a lot of their attention away from big tentpole movies. They're going to introduce probably a ton of stuff through Disney XD, which mm-hmm. will mm-hmm. debut at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be totally fine with uh, concentrating on those smaller stories for a little while and not inundating us with this next saga until they get it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, here's one idea, though. Would it make sense, after some time, to do a major motion picture Daredevil reboot? I want it. Yeah, I that's think some wishful it thinking. Done. I know. <laughs> I think they're going to step away from that for you a while. You think so? I, oh, I, I want would, that so bad. I'd love to see Daredevil introduced in Spider-Man 3. I think he'd be a, he'd be a perfect comparison or companion for uh, for Tom Holland's like, it is like a, local yes. local neighborhood uh, the, hero yep. kind right. of section of the universe. And I think Daredevil would be a huge uh, addition to that, especially Ooh. since he's also kind of that. You just made my Larry tingle go Ooh. off. I'm leaving uh, the room. Yeah. I'm super uncomfortable right now. Wow, and you're not even my son. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's wrap things up. Uh, tell me, Alexander Morgan, what do you have going on? Uh, tell us about your new music and your podcast. Please. Oh, you know, it's happening. Um, <laughs> I Look, just... I bought it. I bought it. <laughs> that feels so antiquated to me that that gave me so much excitement. I bought it. Um, I know. Uh, yeah, I just released a new single with my band, Noaru. That's N-O-A-R-U. It's called Comprehension. You can find it on all the streamies. And um, my podcast, uh, Lone Star Podcast, it's the one that's not about Texas. It's the one – it's also the one that's not uh, a rabbi and a priest talking about uh, Texas issues in, the, in different – Oh, is that tra- real? That's a real podcast. Oh, man. Mm. I'm fat up. I'd listen to that, to. too. Yeah, okay. We're, we're going to do a Lone Star does Lone Star. So we'll see what, how <laughs> that works. Is it, is it yeah. about uh, uh, Spaceballs? <laughs> I wish. I really wish. Spaceballs? Lone Star? That was the okay. superhero's uh, name that, in Spaceball? Yeah. I, I just, no, I was, no okay. it's about bad stuff. Oh, it's okay. About, it's about all the it's about review one, stuff. Lone Star meaning one-star one review stuff. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah. We uh, gotcha. consume garbage content, so you, say it with me. You, you don't, don't have, have to. to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Great. Good. So you're watch, wait, you're going to watch New Mutants then? Oh, no, <laughs> shots fired. Uh, yeah, actually, if you guys have a suggestion for a movie or TV show uh, that is Lone Star... Uh, worthy, uh, Alex and I are going to be. I have a guest episode coming up, so you know, feel free to give us your suggestions. I'm letting him on. All right, Trey Calloway, tell us about the yes. thing you can't tell us about. Uh, no, I will not talk about that. <laughs> I, 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 just, uh, I just wrapped up on Station 19 on ABC, and uh, and now I am working uh, with Imagine. Oh, you survived the Shondaverse. I did. Shondaverse. I did. Um, <laughs> Uh, but also NDAs there. Um, I, but I, I, I just I'm working on a Chinese project with Imagine and about to go to Japan this month for uh, Amazon and staying busy, traveling a lot. Excellent. All right. Uh, and that Marvel thing. Did you want to mention that? Nope. Uh, Chris McGann. I'm uh, casually slipping my resume to Trey. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, You're too negative, negative for me. I mean, I'm in trouble. He knows that I'm hard to work with, so it's, it's fine. Uh, I uh, actually have a movie that's uh, on the festival circuit right now called Reborn, which probably is only a one-star thing, and I'll... Oh, come oh. on. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh. Uh, it's, Boy, uh, you're cur- curmudgeoning your own yeah, I know, man. Uh, no, it's a, it's a, f- a fun little childhood horror romp uh that uh hopefully is ending a distribution deal or landing a distribution deal here shortly mm, right on might curiosity be, uh, might be available to uh 
to purchase. Excellent. Uh, called Reborn. Reborn. <laughs> okay, excellent. Um, and, you know, commercials and stuff. If you ever aren't fast-forwarding through shows, you might see me. Yeah, there he's that go. cranky bearded guy in almost every commercial. Oh, no, I'm very friendly in commercials. Oh, that's right. That's because I'm an actor. Larry. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the pretend McGann is so much more pleasant than the real McGann. Uh, and I am Larry Morgan. I am usually here and on K Earth 101 in Los Angeles uh, through radio.com. So thank you for joining us. Uh, we will definitely be back uh, at least around the holidays, if not sooner. I, I will propose a non superhero, non Star Wars get together sometime what? soon. Maybe. <gasps> Rambo? Rambo? Maybe. Rambo? There's- Rambo There's no other good. way to get four white guys together, though. Oh, are you kidding? There's a Tarantino movie coming oh, up. Oh, now I'm in for that. <laughs> four white guys talking about Tarantino. Oh, no way. I'm kidding me? Deeply in also, for that. Also, a new Terminator? I'm, oh, yeah, the see. new Terminator. Okay. Yeah, Lots be good of too. options. Yeah. All right, just uh, get a monkey, everybody, and thanks for listening. Woo. Get a monkey. Get a monkey. Get a monkey. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 